don't want to be the one. I don't want the responsibility. It gives me too much power. It's futile to resist your fate, Bray. You're a natural leader. Well, what if I refused? Then I'll release a formula to the whole city. Then the Morats would lose all their bargaining power. We'd be back to square one, anarchy. Your choice. So welcome to Series 2, Episode 11 of Conversation Legal Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host Lance, and joining us on the podcast panel today will be Liz. Um, she's running a little bit late, alongside Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. We have episode notes done by Matt and myself. So, Series 2, Episode 11, the screenplay was done by Harry Duffin. It was directed again by Costa Boats. And the episode synopsis will be read out by myself. Danny begins drafting a bill of rights for the city but finds it hard to discuss her new project with Bray due to his new obligations to Tysan and the Antidote. Jack and Ellie seek advice from friends over their feelings for each other, while Selene and Ryan dance around their own relationship worries. Meanwhile, impatient with the lack of news on Brady's whereabouts, Trudy decides to take matters into her own hands. Okay, so let's jump into the biggest topic first. So following on from the last episode, Bray tells Tysan that he doesn't want the responsibility and power that comes with having knowledge of the Antidote formula. Tysan responds by threatening to reveal the formula to the whole city, taking away the Morax's status and leverage among the other tribes. So yeah, panel, let's focus on that. What did you all make of her ultimatum here? Because like, if Tysan doesn't care about power, why did she cover it in the first place? And why hasn't she shared the knowledge so far? Honestly, I think that it kind of back up, backs up what she, you know, thinks. She doesn't think that they, any, they can be trusted with ultimate power, that they can be trusted with the power. So, you know, she's going to take it away from them. I, I don't know why she likes the power, because that's still, like I said, I don't, I don't really care for Ty San in this season. Um, but I, I, it makes a little bit of sense, because Bray's the only one she can trust. It, that, I feel, is right i guess um but i'm not surprised that she made that ultimatum it does seem very fitting she doesn't she likes that they have the power she likes she does like that of course you can see it and i think like with the bray situation it it, she has even more power now this is what I don't get about Tyson. Why does she like pretend that she doesn't like the power? That like, she like she's not affected by it. She absolutely <laughs> loves the power. She's like pretending that oh she doesn't care. Oh she can give it away at any moment. But she she loves the power as well. She's acting like she she's does. not affected by it. Yeah, no, I don't get. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely loves this power. It's just you know pretending that she doesn't makes her feel good about herself. Yes, she likes to pretend that she's better than she is. Hmm. She does. She stands on this moral high ground. She thinks that she is better than, than everyone around her because of her beliefs, whether she practices them or not. And it frustrates me so much because for does. someone who, who doesn't like um, to, rules to be forced on you and, and, and order, but she doesn't like, but she's like, keeping this power for herself and she doesn't want to give it to everybody. Like, she no, no, no. She so likes rules if she's the one who gets to make them. Yes, there it is. If she's oh. the one that dictates those rules, then mm-hmm. it's fine. She's not one of those, you know, what is good for, for everyone else is, is not good for her, you know. But what's good for her is good for everyone else. Yeah. In her mind. That makes her so frustrated. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it is definitely one of those, it's my way or the highway situations. Mm-hmm. And they've, she's backed them into this corner because what are they going to do? They have no options but to do what she's telling them to do. And that's what she wanted all along. Mm-hmm. And she has it. She can pretend all she wants. Yeah. You know, in season one, she liked that little bit of control and power that she had over Lex, getting him to play those games with her, you know, mm-hmm. even even though and, and playing those games with him, you know, even though Zandra and she she played games with Zandra as well. So this all falls absolutely in line with who Tysan has showed herself to be. Um, but it's incredibly frustrating and it's difficult to watch at times. It really annoys me in this episode, though, because just, you know, later on, the way she interacts with Bray. Mm hmm. It's just, she's enjoying this, not just a bit too much, but a lot too much. Oh, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that other bit with Bray. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, 
okay, let's. I mean, we'll stick with the topic of love, obviously, because that plays throughout this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's talk about the group chats. So Ryan continues to be awkward around Celine when they're alone together, and he later commiserates with Jack about girls, though neither of the boys is particularly forthcoming about their actual problems. And this is mirrored with the scene later on between Celine and Ellie uh, as they talk about love and their current situations. Um, yeah, Pano, what did you make? of the different sexes, frustrations, and the general lack of communication going on. It's frustrating, too. I definitely rolled my eyes a couple times, you know, but it it's, makes sense for, like, you know, the teenage boys to, like, not want to be like, well, this is what I'm feeling and this is who I'm feeling it for, but, you know, with the girls, they're, they're more open about it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And that that's the way teenage girls are, you know. Um, it was kind of cute to see the conversations you know between ellie and mm-hmm. celine and then yeah. jack and ryan uh, i just love jack and ryan together not saying mm-hmm. anything saying so much with their body language yeah but yeah it it's just totally in character for them to not openly speak about what's going on in their mind mm-hmm. you know jack doesn't know what what ryan knows about women he has no clue i mean he knows ryan was always with lex yeah. So who knows? Maybe he knows more about the ladies than he does. He's older. Yeah, he's older, but and well, he has a girlfriend in Celine. Yeah, exactly. And you see that with Celine and Ellie, where you know Ellie is surprised by by Celine and Ryan's lack of intimacy because they share a room, mm-hmm. they sleep together. You know, so Jack probably assumes the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a logical assumption to make for them. Especially with, well, what they've known other kids that age to do. Yeah. And it was definitely nice to see, you know, these other characters, you know, having these conversations. Even if they are about these little teen romances, you know, like, it's nice to see something that isn't so about the antidote all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what we're getting right now. And we need more of Brady, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Um and it's just, it's nice to get away from that with something because they're not just sitting there thinking about the antidote all the time, you know, there's other things going on. So getting to see that side of these characters is nice. Do you still sympathize with Ryan at the moment where he keeps um, running from Celine? I do, but I don't like I do because I feel bad for him because he's so awkward, you know, like I really feel like he mm-hmm. can't help it. This is just where he is and and who he is. So it's like when it happens, it goes, oh, come on, Ryan. Mm. You know, it's one of those moments where you can do it and then he doesn't do it. And then, yeah, you know. But then again, it's fitting for him. It is. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's definitely fitting. But it's it's where I'm rooting for him. (laughs) Yeah. And it's fitting because we know more Mm -hmm. right now. Because. Yes. We know why he isn't responding to Celine that way but you know I can see it for her from her point of view it's probably uh, well he must not be that into me because other boys do this right and I would definitely like this is one of those moments where even I hate to say it but I feel for Celine you know Um, she's trying she's definitely she tries and it to be met with that kind of reaction can really Mm -hmm. break a girl you know um, she's already young and insecure and she doesn't know where things are with their relationship. Even though he's told her, she's still, she's still going to feel a certain way. Yeah, and but, that kind of rejection. Yeah, but if I look at it from Ryan's point of view, in his eyes, he's this amazingly beautiful woman who's mm-hmm. showing an interest to, in him. Yeah. And, you know, he thinks all girls do, you know, one things like that. And he assumes he already has. So he's just he's scared. Yeah, he's scared and he's nervous, you know, for, for more than one reason. And, and it's, that's why it's a sad moment between the two of them. Uh, because you can see it in both of their faces. Like, and it just... Yeah. See, I'm still Team Ryan here because... <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> ago, yeah. we, he, he mentioned he told her his feelings. Yeah. He told yeah. her he didn't want to, mm-hmm. and even since then, she's still been forcing the issue so really hard. <laughs> she's been forcing this. Come to bed. Come on! I, it's it's just boosting his anxiety even more. Like 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, you're right. But you know, she also did tell him, you know, he will never be Lex. He can never be yeah. Lex. Mm. You know, she definitely tried to reassure him. So maybe she thinks by continuing to, you know, she knows this is what his fear is. She's okay? taken a step back. She hasn't taken a step back. She just continues. I know to she do hasn't. I know she hasn't. But that maybe that's her way of trying to get him to understand that it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay for him mm-hmm. to want to, you know, kiss her and to cuddle with her. And it's okay for these things. He doesn't have to worry about these fears that he's got of turning into Lex because she wants to do these things with him too. You know, like maybe oh. that's just, and that's me defending Celine and I hate myself <laughs> for it. And yes. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. She's just yeah. going about it the wrong way. <laughs> I, I can't believe what you're making me do. I don't think she fully grasps it, though. What she he meant not. by say no. I think that when he said he was afraid of turning into Lex, she just thought he meant going from girl to girl, and she knows he won't do that. But I, I don't I mean, think still she's still reassures trying to reassure him. You know what yeah, I but, mean? I mean, I I don't think she has grasped what this means to Ryan and what he's insecure about. Can he go to HR about sexual harassment? <laughs> well, that's what Danny said. <laughs> but, oh. uh, on, the, on the other hand, looking at the other couple, poor, poor Ellie. I mean, I never feel sorry for Ellie, but she was just standing she, there. You know, <laughs> though, she took it like a champ. She I did. know. I watched that scene. Like I was there and I go, man, I go, she isn't flinching. Mm. I go, he is just lay, you know, letting it letting it all out there and she is just standing there like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know? That's colorful. <laughs> yeah, like good for her, but <laughs> damn, you know. But then again, it's totally in character with who Jack is. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's I don't want to say this bad writing, but I mean it goes to show like oh, how can I say this about being offensive? <laughs> 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 How some teenage girls will say um, believe that if they just can just put a new dress on or put something sexy on, then they'll be noticed. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. See, that's not what some boys want. They no. they can really see them, but that's not. It, you see what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm if I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I know so many guys that. would not notice things like that. Yeah, yeah same. I mean, same. I mean, I would have to cut my hair really short before someone would notice mm. that. Oh, you cut your hair, you know? Oh, yeah. Some guys, de- de- you know, absolutely don't notice those those sorts of things, you know. And I think Jack is a little bit preoccupied as well. I think that kind of plays a part because yeah. he seems very stressed out, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's not but- something he usually pays attention to. Right. And no. that's the thing too. Yeah. Like it, it definitely like poor Ellie, but it's not like wrong of Jack to, <laughs> no, to it's, be it's you know, react. Yes, it is who Jack is. He's not attempting and trying to be mean or malicious, you know, like but yeah, she tried her best and I think she very much realized that yeah, no, he's just not the guy kind of guy to notice such things. Right. Like, that's not who Jack is. That's not what... I think that's why she took it so well. Yeah. Like, she's like, okay, well, this didn't work. And she's a very, like, logical person. So now she just moves on to the next thing. Yeah. I mean, if she would have been standing there in a friggin' Halloween costume, he might have noticed. Maybe. (laughs) And said, what? You trying to be a witch now or something? (laughs) You know? You gonna take lessons from Tyson? But oh, Maggie, you've inadvertently you've in <laughs> made me support Celine, actually, because <laughs> you said that. So maybe she's she's trying to go all out like this because she knows that Ryan has noticed this stuff on, like, Zandra. Zandra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. That's made me think I, of that scene yeah. differently. Okay. It yeah. sucks, doesn't Point it? Point for Celine. <laughs> I that's feel is. Okay. Um... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, yeah, I can see that's how she went to do that. She's still pushy, but yeah, that's. No, yeah, she, you're right. <laughs> she is. You're but... right. Um, she definitely is pushy, but I, I feel I like see that now. Yeah, maybe mm. we can justify it a little bit. Yeah, the yeah, fact because that he was not, like she, that. Yes, and she's trying to reassure him that hey, we're good. This is fine. This is okay. You know, and not just he's not just trying to reassure him. She's trying to reassure herself. Well, that too. 
So he wants to know that again, he's just trying to channel Zandra. Then that's just going to bring up more, <laughs> more, more issues of Lex. That's the wrong way to go about it. Again. Yeah. Know, yeah, on the other hand, she's trying to find out if he sees her as more than a sister. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, you know, for a young girl, like, they kind of, sorry, as, as a woman in general, I suppose, we kind of need that reassurance sometimes, right? And mm-hmm. he's not really, like, yeah, he tells her, you know, that he likes her and this and that, but maybe she needs that physical reassurance. Maybe that's type of love language, love language that she, you know, needs, um, and he knows he was telling Sandra how beautiful she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with how insecure she is. Yeah, I get it. Hello. Ah, welcome, Liz. Um, so just get you quickly up to speed. We were just going through the first two topics. Um, yeah, we we're just talking about um, the different sexes, like re- reaction to relationships and lack of communication, really. Yeah. It's so frustrating, but it's so realistic at the same yeah. time. You know, I mean, how many of us, I spent 16 years as the same person and communication was the biggest problem we had. (laughs) We were full on adults. We never figured that one out. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Well, I, okay. I think Jack and Ryan talking together was actually quite nice and probably really important, especially for a large portion of the male audience, um, to be able to have two guys talking about just those natural insecurities and just not knowing what the frick they're supposed to be doing in their relationships the way guys often posture in their relationships um so i think that's nice uh because usually it's like ryan next to lex asking for advice or next to lex asking for advice and in this moment the boys we know it but the boys don't realize how much they have in common you know and if they could just Mm -hmm. talk about it together they would both feel much better about their situation knowing hey i'm not alone you know and uh, I I won't even touch the Celine thing. You you had it, Maggie. Woo! The Ryan and Celine shippers will be very happy. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Took care of that for me. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you sound like it's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> the more I talked, the more I was like, "Oh man, what am I doing?" Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You were defending Celine, <sighs> and I was saying nothing bad about Ellie. It's true. So, eh. congratulations to us. I can't wait to hear this. I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I didn't have to jump in and make them be fair. This is amazing. Oh man, yeah, it was a definitely unbiased. We were. It was good. <laughs> We were behaving better without our mommy. <laughs> <laughs> they say, they say, you know, kids are worse when their moms are around. Sorry, Liz. <laughs> we all have a part to play. <laughs> we need a structure, Bray. We need a bill of rights, a set of rules that says how everyone should be treated and how they should treat others. Like the old laws, remember? With the formula in our hands, we can insist on it. We can even call it after Amber if you like. So elsewhere, Danny is pleased at Bray's new responsibility and aims to use the Moretz's continued influence to introduce a Bill of Rights in the city, which she then proceeds to draft herself. Panel, <laughs> what did you think of Danny's plan and the way she went about it? Um, and yeah, what do you make of her attempts to get Bray on board by saying, isn't this what he really wants and that he can even name it after Amber? Are you kidding me? Like, I... I... Hello, yeah, go? like the entire time she was talking, I'm like, girl, you need to stop. You need to stop. As soon as the first time she mentioned Amber, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And then kicker, you know, icing on the cake. Not I don't just don't know who the, who who does she she still thinks that she's this. I I don't know who she is. I'm sorry. I can't. It's like I don't have I don't have words. I mean, I. She had a nice idea with the Bill of Rights for the city, sure. But the way she went about it, that's just not how you do something like that. You can't put rules in place like that if there's multiple people who should have a say in exactly. it. Like she and she's smart enough to rules. understand that. Like Yeah, she should know that rules work better if you all agree she on She wanted that, that tribe lead, you know, if you the tribe them. leader meeting, correct? She's smart mm-hmm. enough to know that she's got to have the backing of these other leaders to really get anything accomplished. Yeah. So the fact that she thinks that she can just write this up herself, it doesn't seem very 
she's like I said, she's smarter than that. You know, it doesn't seem very her, I guess. She she knows that the more needs to go into it other than just, well, I'm going to write these these rules, let everybody look over them, see what they say. You know, I don't know. Even seven year olds manage to follow rules better if they have had a say in them or have at least had a chance to um, suggest a rule for right. the list. For me with Dan. This is, I don't know, this is like the first red flag that cannot be passed off as innocent mm -hmm. um, or harmless. Like everything else you could say about Danny, you know, if you, you're just meeting her and you're just trying to understand where this character comes from, you could argue, well, okay, that feels like a red flag, but maybe it's more like a yellow light, you know, just a warning, mm -hmm. but I should pay attention. But there's nothing nefarious about her. Until this moment, how manipulative this conversation is, and yeah. that's just mm -hmm. like... Any hope of me liking her at this point, it was gone. It was gone. I was just like, I did not like this. I Again, I agree with you guys. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to bring in a rule of law. You know, um, that makes perfect sense. Like, how are you going to get everyone on board if nobody knows what they're allowed to do? Great. Let's get all the leaders together how, and say, look, you should start dra drafting with your tribes what you like. You know, the laws this is what we're trying to do. We can come together and consolidate the, the most important laws we all agree to mm -hmm. yes. you know i think that's awesome but that's not what danny does you know yeah. and nope. she in just her continued like her joy at bray being chosen to have the formula oh. um, mm -hmm. especially when she was already really annoyed at tyson having it it's creepy it's unsettling because it's yeah. she sees bray as a puppet she could use she couldn't use tyson and that's why she didn't like it. But she, Bray have it? Oh, yeah. She can totally use him. Yes. And even Bray's unsettled by it. Like, he, he's looking at her like, you don't think this is weird, Danny? Mm -hmm. You don't understand why this bothers me? And she's just like, oh, no. Because I can pull your strings to get what I want. And You see that switch flip. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. why I say it's, yeah. she's like, it's like a different character. You know? You, you see this switch flip in her brain. And she's like, got it. It's like the true colors came out. Like yes. this whole time she's been wearing her little mask and you're trying to, you keep getting peaks of what's behind the mask. Mm -hmm. And then finally she feels safe enough to remove the mask. And you're like, this is who we're actually dealing mm -hmm. with this, yes. you know, potential megalomaniac right here. And I'm so, uh, I'm so not on board with her writing the bill of rights herself. I, right. I could almost buy, I could almost understand if she was like, we mall rats get to decide. You know, like, we, the group, get to decide what the law should be for the city. I still wouldn't be on board with it, but at least Danny would be, like, asking other people what they think. Mm -hmm. She just goes in a room herself. She doesn't even sit with Bray and say, help me make these laws. Like, where do you get off? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and apparently she didn't even add anything about stealing because you can bet that Jack checked what she was printing. Yeah, I, I, I just blew my mind that that's how far Danny took it. I'm like, are you? It's like, are you trying to make her an obvious villain? Because come on, she went to the three step program for being an obvious villain with this. Yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> she just needs to start twirling her mustache. Like, my plan is fighting into place. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Responding like this is what I expect of Ebony, mm -hmm. you know? But she's showing herself to be much more like Ebony than she should. Oh, yeah. And I really don't like her bringing Amber's name into it. Like, manipulating no, right that it's way. blasphemous, you know? Like, like how dare you? She's never really talked about Amber to him at all since their first impression, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that just, it's so greasy the way mm -hmm. she says this. She doesn't care about Amber. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know who Amber was. And she's just doing this so that Bray will get on board with what she wants. It's not like she and Bray worked so hard on this. You know what I mean? And no. she's like, she, it'd be different. Like if this was a process of their relationship where she's getting to know him and he actually shares things with Amber with her. And like, this is what Amber meant to me. This is what Amber brought to my life. And they worked on this project. Mm -hmm. And when they finally got it done and Bray would be sitting there like, wow, we did it. Then she'd be like, this is for Amber. You know, you can say you did it for her. And yeah. they'd have that moment. That would be different. That's not what Danny's doing. No. Yeah. This is just, what do no. I have to say to make sure he gets on board with this? And it's, it's invoking mm -hmm. his dead girlfriend's name because she knows Amber's the reason Bray does anything right now. And I'm like, that's really gross. It's really yeah. slimy. 
me. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm like, even Amber would be like, I don't want it named after me. I don't like what you guys are doing. Like, this isn't cool. <laughs> yeah, Amber would not be oh, on board. Can you imagine? Like, she would not be on board with anything that's like happening right now. Like, I'm sorry, but like, as much as Danny's storyline, like, she, you know the the way that she's behaving and taking control and you know wanting rules and doing this that that's Amber ish, right? It started out just like her. Mm-hmm. Now it's turned to something disgusting, and um, Amber would not be okay with. She wouldn't have just sat down and wrote some damn laws. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know? I mean, this is, it's a reflection of season one where they have the same discussion where Amber says, well, maybe we should have our own laws, a set, you know, a set of rules that we come up with so yes. everybody knows yeah. what they're allowed to do. And never yes. once do we see Amber sit down and make the laws for the no. group. She didn't believe in it. No. She was all about collaboration. And yes. um, so, yeah, it's this is so not something Amber would be on board. Amber would never be cool. With them just no. making the laws for the whole city without talking to them, you know? Bray knows that. Amber put herself on the line at the tribal gathering to get these people to agree with her. But, yes. she, you know, like, she, mm-hmm. that's the whole point she wanted, the collaboration. Let's mm-hmm. work this out, she you know? She knew it couldn't be done alone. She knew that. Like, she was, yeah, like, she, we, they went with leverage, but it wasn't to strong arm the other tribe leaders. No. It was to show, like, hey, we have a voice. So that the other tribe leaders would at least consider listening to them, you know? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, the, we can name it after Amber. Oh, you're gross. No. Go away. Get Sorry. away from Ray. How dare Exactly. You? How dare you be within even, like, three feet of him? Go. Oh, it's, it's so gross. Sacrilege. <laughs> yes. Get her, get her name out of your mouth, Danny. That's what it yeah, is. That's what that's what my boyfriend said. He goes, "What's that one word?" And I was like, "Yep, you're right." You, you said everything I was going to say. So yeah, <laughs> you have, I was going to say Lance. Or would you have anything to say? No, Liz summed it up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> See, voice of that's the voice of reason. <laughs> this is the only. This is as reasonable as we're going to get about this. I think it would have been a great step if Danny was meant to be a gradual villain. This would have been awesome. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone want to speak about Lex reading? Poor Lex. I kind of feel bad for him, actually. Don't crucify me, please. No, I, I feel bad for anyone who has to deal with illiteracy. Like, I mean, I, I was like, okay, I know why he's doing this. He's trying to impress Ebony. Good. That Yay for me. I love that, right? But it just is kind of sad the way that Ebony reacts and treats him, but it also isn't surprising because it's Ebony, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what other way would she have responded? That's what I mean. Like, of course. And that's why I feel bad for Lex, you know? At least he's trying, though. Good for him. Like, good for Ryan for even being willing to help him. Like, yeah, just, I just felt, I felt kind of bad for him, you know? Is it bad of me to say that I actually liked Ebony showing that she knows more. Oh yeah, than she lets people oh, yeah, believe. Ebony's, Ebony's you intelligent. Know? We all know that Ebony is smart. Yeah. She just tries to play it out. Like but that's the thing is, she likes people to know that she's smart, but she doesn't like people to know that she's that kind of smart. You know? Yeah, yeah. She likes them to know she's street smart. She can handle herself, but. Yeah, but not all kids her age have read all those In season one, she makes a spectacle of joining Zoot for burning books. She Mm -hmm. even makes a comment Mm -hmm. about never had time for books anyway, because that's where Jack had hid the CDs from Hope Island, Mm -hmm. and she never even bothered to check the magazine shop. So I I did like the fact of finding out that she is actually well-read. She just Mm -hmm. loves to pretend that she doesn't care about books, you know? She thinks it's a weakness. uh, Yeah. So I thought that was a nice reveal. And the fact that she would share it with Lex. Um, yes. Since Ebony shares so little about herself with anybody. So to have this moment where she actually throws him a bone and explains where her thinking comes from, her strategy, you know, I would not yeah. be surprised if she has mm-hmm. read The Art of War. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And to share that with Lex. She probably like, did. Dude, my <laughs> method, I ha- there's, a, there's, there's a place it's coming from. Um, right. And... And, of course, it just keeps adding to the fact that Lex is so trying so hard to be on equal footing with this girl. And he can't mm-hmm. keep up. Sorry, no. sweetheart. No, mm-hmm. he can't. He cannot. 
I don't like her laughing at him, but it's so in character. And it's... T- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I Lex has done... He's gotten so many points against him that it's mm-hmm. like, he's the right mm-hmm. person to do this with. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, well, he's done... The, he would laugh at someone else for the same reason. He would. So. Yeah. He would. It's just, it is, it's just sad because it's that, that personal, you know, like, there's finally this little personal dig that someone really... Like, and it, I don't know, for me, it's just, it's, like I said, it's just a little sad, but I, Ebony is absolutely on par for who and what she should, like, you know, have done and, and the way mm-hmm. she, she reacted. And it was, it was a good scene. I had, I did find it funny with the little bit between Lex and Casey and Casey being all, oh, but maybe I can help you. Lex instantly going, no, no, I need Ryan yeah, for this. because he knew that, that Casey couldn't read. Yeah, yeah plus... Plus, well, Ryan might know some Shakespeare. He might have read something in school. Yeah, that too. You know, but like he all he he knew that that like you know that Casey couldn't read. Um, yeah. And uh, Ryan, I feel like he's the only person that probably other other than Ebony knows Lex can't yeah. read. Yeah, he is. You know, uh, Bray Bray knows. I think. Um, he, he, he found out in Hope Island. He, that's right. Yeah, but he can't yeah. go to Bray. You know, nope. like, so the only person that he really okay, trusts with this is Ryan. And it's kind of, like I said, and it's nice that, that Ryan is willing to yeah. to look past what Lex has done to him in the past and and try to help him in this situation. Um, because Ryan has that, yeah. that sweet teacher vibe mm-hmm. about him. Yes. You know? Yes. It's a double-edged you know? sword, though. Because I don't know if you guys noticed, but... This is Ryan is not being a very patient teacher with Lex. No, no, nope. which is to be expected. Or would you, you be? Know? I'm not saying like, I would be. I'm saying that it's it's a double edged sword. Ryan is the one person he can go mm-hmm. to who isn't going to give him a hard time about this. But because <laughs> Lex has done so many horrible things to Ryan, he doesn't have his normal patient hat on with him. Yeah, but he's mm-hmm. very irritated at Lex for not memorizing things they've already gone over. Mm-hmm. And we know Ryan's a better teacher than this, but of course it's because yeah. of everything mm-hmm. that Lex has put him through. So you got a Snape and Harry situation here, you know, mm-hmm. like Snape has a hard time teaching this kid Occlumency because he hates him so freaking much. Yeah. <laughs> so I did feel, I felt a little bad for Lex in that point because it's like, um, Bray might have been a better teacher because he's so indifferent to Lex in many ways, you know. Um, yeah. Of course, I understand why Lex couldn't go to him, but I do feel bad in this moment because it's like Ryan, he's willing to do it, but he's still very so irritated with his friend for things his friend has done to him that um, mm-hmm. he's not as patient as he could have been in this yeah. reading lesson. Yeah. Oh, I thought it would have been kind of funny had he gone to Bray and that was just one more thing. That, yeah. Br- that Bray had, I'm just that Bray had to worry about doing, you know. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it would have made sense for the episode. Yeah, we've seen her. Where is she? Come with us. We'll show you. Come on, she's just around the corner. Are you sure? Yeah, she's in the warehouse. I don't think you want her, don't you? Yeah. Upset that Bray isn't out looking for Brady, and that Ebony is. Trudy decides to go looking for her herself, only to run into danger, having to be rescued by Celine and Ryan. Um, what did you make of that scene? Uh, heartbreaking. It was. It was so heartbreaking. And I was very mm. sympathetic to Trudy because she's doing what she needs to do. You know, she she this is all she can do is look. She doesn't want to sit there and be helpless. And, and and in that moment, in her moment of grief, you know, having those those boys tell her, it just kind of showed that she really doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like that she needs to be more careful. And and she, I don't, I don't think in that moment she really could think of anything else. No, absolutely and, not. You know, like they say, oh, we we saw a baby. Okay, well, how many babies are out there? You know. She had. She's not getting help from anybody else. At least that's the way that she feels, and she yeah, isn't. This- Who's out there looking besides Ebony? <laughs> Is Ebony really looking? No. You know no. what I mean? Like it's Celine Ebony. and Ryan. Celine and Ryan. That's it. That's it. And if if it was your baby, wouldn't you be out looking? We'd there? all be out there. Absolutely. One of us would be out there doing the same thing. Yeah. Just be like, I can't sit here. I'll go mad. I have to be doing yeah. something. Why not let her go and have someone go with? It's better to let her be busy and let her look 
absolutely there and yeah. and be frantic and be you know so upset because they're not doing anything at least then she feels like she's doing something doing something she can even just let her exhaust herself searching the city you know what i mean yes. just let her get out there i don't yeah i don't understand why you couldn't just let her go yeah. with a friend and being like okay yes you guys take trudy you know she'll be a lot calmer than just locking her up in a room like she's freaking so rapunzel and Ryan were already going why couldn't they just take her with yeah, just take her with you. Honestly, I think that they felt taking Trudy with them was a risk. I understand that. Because yeah, she that. is willing to believe anything Here's the thing. If she's right with now. Brian or Ryan and Celine, then nothing's going to be, you know, going to happen. Because she's with somebody. Somebody that can't be manipulated, yeah. you know. And and just, it just doesn't make sense that they would think that locking her up at this moment and literally just going about their business like nothing is happening yeah you know what i mean like it's just it's just so crazy because on one hand we have dell saying oh i'm absolutely fine nothing can happen to me because i'm a mole rat we're protected so why is it such an issue for someone to go out into the city alone it's not they just don't feel like it and no one wants to admit that that's exactly it they just don't feel like it they don't care so they're just Wanna, you know, that would be inconvenient to have to go do something else. And Dal, you're not even at the farm, you know, like, what the hell? Why can't, Ebony, the why can't Ebony instruct, like, one of her militia to go with this group, another one to go with this group? You know what I mean? Like, you can easily break this down into search parties that last about yes. an hour. You know, it's like, okay, you two go out for this yeah. hour, and then you come home, and you'll be replaced with two more fam uh, members, and they start for an hour. And you just write down, like, where you've looked, and where you've questioned people, and blah, blah, blah. And Yeah. This is this could be coordinated. They just won't bother doing anything. It is so crappy. I think this is one of the strangest things. It frustrates me so much that Danny, who pretends to want to do everything to get Bray to do what she wants, is not out there looking for Brady as well. Because if there's anything she could do to win Bray's heart completely, it's find that baby and get Trudy off his back. Well, the only I thing mean, she cares about is, you know, she's a little preoccupied with what Jack and Ellie are doing. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Danny's a Sith Lord. They deal in absolute... <laughs> yeah. No. He only has um, one agenda. <laughs> she's, she is awful. But, I mean, see... She would have been so much more useful well, out there I searching. I mean, what is Lex doing? What is Lex doing? Nothing, as always. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's so many people that are sitting around. Why can't Lex and Casey yeah. be out looking, even if they're not really looking and they're just messing around? You know what I mean? Like, there's literally zero excuse for the fact that Ryan and Selena are the only ones that seem to yeah. care. Ryan just going with us. I think we should make a start looking for Brady. Yeah, that's good. I mean, how many days has he be gone right, right now? Right, like, I mean, th it's just, it's, it does, none of it makes. <sighs> it's, it, it's like you're dealing with the police. Oh, no, she has to be missing for 84 hours at the very least. Oh, it's, it's, it's that's something we made up. Movies actually just made that up so that it would seem more, um, that's Thank actually never been a law. But uh, yeah. people have actually believed it. But movies invented it so that these kind of stories mm -hmm. could be more dramatic. And so people really believed it in their police stations that actually decided to employ it just because they were being lazy, you know. And um, mm -hmm. it's like everybody knows the first 48. If you don't solve it, then the chances of you solving it. Right. And yeah. this is a baby. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Like, gone. I just can't. Like, we're still dealing with, like, these these really crappy situations that make no sense. Like, these characters are smarter yeah. than what we're given. And we have we know there's, they found the friggin' antidote. Like, we know. Uh, they can find stupid things in small places. Just so disappointing. So why can't they just find a baby? So disappointing. And poor freaking Trudy. I cannot tell you how much I feel for this girl. Like, mm hmm Oh, trust me, I She know. feels so alone, and it's really setting... But at the same time, it's setting things up very nicely mm -hmm. for things in the future, you know, for things to flow. It would have been, re been really cool to... Um, like, you guys, you just mentioned how, you know, in season one, these kids, like, literally went on a scavenger hunt and discovered the antidote, and that was actually mm -hmm. really cool. They, mm -hmm. they earned that. They busted their butts off to get that knowledge. Mm -hmm. and went from... 
just one clue to another as they slowly were losing hope over it. This was weeks of just being like, I don't know where Mm -hmm. this end is. I don't know what the answer is going to be. I don't know if we're going to even find an answer. So when they finally got it, it was, they'd earned it, you know, it was like, okay, that's a payoff. Mm -hmm. And I think they could have done the same thing with uh, Brady, even though they're not meant to find Brady, they still could have done, you know, showed the effort people were putting in, which would make Brady not being found by them all the more tragic. Like they could have shown how close they were to finding the answers, but they just didn't, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, how close they were to discovering where Brady was, but for whatever reason, they just didn't. I think that would have been really great because it would have amped up the tension of like, oh my gosh, they're trying so hard. Just keep going, you guys. She's right there. Just keep going. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. But when you write them as doing pretty much nothing, um, it makes them quite hateful, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and unsympathetic because it's like, at least before you could say, well, they tried, they were trying really hard to find Brady and they just couldn't, you could have established yeah, how hard they, they were trying, weren't. but the world was just too big, but they don't yes. even do that. They don't even show that it's just too big for them to find oh. this baby. And I'm like, again, I'm pretty sure that this is probably a part of the whole justifying, uh, Trudy's reason for doing yeah. what she does. Yeah. And for making the Mallrats the cause of their own demise, you know. Um, and with Trudy, I noticed that it's like a chicken and the egg situation. Trudy is hysterically frantic, obviously so. And so nobody wants to take her out. Nobody wants to get her involved with the search for her own child because nobody wants to deal with her emotions. But because they're keeping her closeted in a room, that's only making her emotions worse. And it's yeah. like, if you took her out... Yes, she's going to be heightened liability with you. But if she's doing something and she's with someone who can keep an eye on her, she's going to be more productive than you think. You know what I mean? And it's going to help her emotional state. But again, it just becomes a vicious cycle. Nobody wants to deal with the emotions, so they keep locking her away, Mm -hmm. which only makes her emotions worse to the point she runs out by herself, completely vulnerable, and is immediately taken advantage of in her desperate tunnel vision. But you know what's great about that scene, you guys, aside from Tony's acting, which, of course, is always amazing. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just a tiny baby. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tony's Abby, you're killing me. Um, <laughs> the greatest part about that scene is it really shows why Jaffa is going to be able to get into this girl's head. Yes. Look how desperate mm-hmm. Trudy is. She None of her red flags go off about these boys. No. And there's no way that Trudy would have trusted these young men in any other state of mind. Nope. But because she's looking for her daughter and all she can think about is her daughter, she doesn't even think for a second, maybe they're not good people. Right. <laughs> like not right. Even her, her own safety doesn't matter right now. All that matters is Brady. Her self-preservation is not on the table here. She is not thinking about herself. This is the first lead she's gotten, you know? Right. She's- and. I was like, that's good. That's a really good shot because it really lets mm-hmm. you understand that she will be so easily to mold and to manipulate into whatever you want as long as you dangle her daughter in front of her. Yes. And, um, it gave me chills a little bit. It makes sense. It's tragic. So it, tragic. It is. It is. You know, but it, it's, it's when you watch it back after you've seen it over once, you know, and you watch it again and you watch it again, it's, it's, you see the continue, you know, how it continues and how mm-hmm. it, it's so it's, it's nice to see that with a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so heartbreaking. You know, you know, what's coming. Oh, when and, Celine finds find her and she's just, uh, oh, I want to cradle her in my arms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because she will never, ever forgive herself for abandoning Brady. No, she'll never she never will. will. She never. And I guarantee, will. what's going through her mind every day is, I should have just kept looking at the pram. I shouldn't have trusted anybody else to look after her. Yes, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's what's going she's through her head. She's blaming herself too. Is just she is blaming herself, and yeah. she's lashing out at Patsy because it's the only one that she can lash out at. Like, I, I left her with you, and you know, at yeah. the end of the day, I, I just shouldn't have trusted you. I'm I'm the blame. I shouldn't have trusted anybody to watch my daughter but me in my yeah. home, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, I get, that's all. It's just a window in her face going off. She's thinking of every moment she was sitting there enjoying her conversation with Bray and thinking, I shouldn't have even been talking to him. I should have been watching that prayer. Yes. I should have been holding my daughter. Again, I don't blame her, but I know she's blaming herself mm-hmm. because that's what we do. You know, you're yeah. just re- 
It's like playing the reel of the movie backwards. What could I have done? Hoping you'll get a different ending. Mm-hmm. And of course, you never do. You never get a different ending. Yeah. And you see it with every interaction that she has with somebody. You see how she lashes out at them. And then immediately she corrects herself. And and she internalizes mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. Um, it is amazing act, you know, acting. Uh, she did wonderful. I can't. Yeah. Poor Trudy. I just, it, I feel so bad for her. Trudy started this whole adventure feeling like a terrible mother. Mm-hmm. You know, like. And she was aware mm-hmm. of it. She knew she was really bad at this. And then, of course, she had to keep holding herself up to Celine, who it came so naturally for. And it was yes. hard for her. You know, she lashed out at Celine a lot. And um, and she was, like, to the point where she left her daughter. Like, I can't do this. It's too big. And, of course, poor thing. She hadn't even had a bath yet. So, I no. mean, she, like, honey, mm-hmm. you're just spiraling. You need a nap and you need a bath and you'll be fine, you know. Um, yeah. But she went through all of that, and then she got her daughter back. Celine gave the baby back to her, and all Trudy has done from that moment on is try to prove that she's been worthy of this baby. Yes. And that's all she mm-hmm. wanted to prove is that I, I love her, I'm so grateful that I have her, and I'm going to do everything I can every day to prove that I really am grateful for her. So to have put her in the care of someone else and for that person to have lost her it's a confirmation of her worst fears. You're a terrible mom. You make bad choices, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and yeah, she'll never forgive herself if she doesn't find this child ever. Yeah. She'll be like, I never deserved her. You know, she's thinking back to every moment during her pregnancy. She didn't want it. She wished the baby dis- would disappear. You know, mm-hmm. that's all she's going to her head. She's torturing mm-hmm. herself. Yep. You know, and it really shows that she's, she's, she'll do absolutely anything, anything, you know, to, to stay with her child. Anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Brady, in her mind, that's what I owe it to Brady. The only I thing that matters to her, her is Brady. Yes. Okay, let's head back to the mall. Um, so after spending time making antidote with Ty San, Bray admits that his life is so busy, but it still feels really empty. And Ty San tells him that all leaders feel lonely sometimes. And then when he talks about going to see Danny, she quickly stops him and forces him to stay with her. So yeah, panel, what? Do you make of Tyson here? Mm. <clears throat> Manipulative. Yes. Mm. So, okay. The first time I watched this, you know, I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe something might happen here, you know? Like, and now when I watch it through, I'm like, no, this girl just thinks that if she uses her girly charms, mm-hmm. she's going to get Bray to stay and do what she wants to do. Right. She's like, okay, I'm going to do this to manipulate him into doing what I want to do. As long as he doesn't go see Danny, she can't do this, you know? Um, no, because Danny is the anti Tysan. Yeah. Um, oh, Tysan. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The first time I, I kind of was like, oh, well, this might be something. At least she's better than Danny, you know? <laughs> like, and, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I hate them both. They're horrible, horrible I praise indeed. He's <laughs> <laughs> better than Dan. That is what it is. I mean. <laughs> if it, it, that, that's exactly what it is. She wants to be better than Danny. And to her, Danny stands for all the things she doesn't yeah. want. She doesn't want Danny to have the power to make rules that she didn't make. Yeah. And she's realizing that. Whoever has Bray on their side has the most power. Mm -hmm. And I really genuinely think that Tysan enjoys power. I think maybe at at first it wasn't that way. Like maybe, you know, when she first decided she was going to keep the antidote to herself, you know. Like it wasn't about the power, possibly, whatever. Um, But now at this point, there's no denying it. All right, you guys ready? There's no one I could trust. All right, let's have Yep. Here it comes. Hey, we know this is what, and you guys know I can't, I cannot just let you guys slander her so terribly. I, I can't. You guys know that? I can't. I gotta fight. Gotta fight for. Um, okay. I don't deny because she's clearly manipulating Bray. But I don't think all forms of manipulation are bad. Um, we manipulate our children to do what's right. We do, we manipulate people all the time without yeah. nefarious purposes. So I agree. She's totally manipulating Bray because she doesn't want him anywhere near Danny. But I, and I, I don't, I personally don't feel like Tysan's a power hungry kind of person. I think she enjoys having power in the same mm. way anybody does. Um, mm-hmm. But that's me, you know. 
Uh, she's not a. She doesn't want a throne. That's not Tyson. Um, but I actually think there could be something to be said that she's looking out for Bray. Now I already, but this is my bias, and I'm going to admit that straight away. I don't agree with what Danny's doing and how she's manipulating Bray and how she's been using the mall rats for her own goals. I don't agree with her goals. I don't agree how she's willing to go about them. I don't like where Danny's going. I don't want Bray near her either. And I'm just thinking if like Bray was my friend and I was in his tribe and I was seeing this and felt the way I do, I wouldn't feel comfortable with Danny's influence over Bray. So I wouldn't feel comfortable with Danny's influence over Bray, especially now that she's just pulled this bill of rights out of her butt. I'd be yeah. like, oh, well, now I know what you want. Before, I didn't know what you wanted with my leader, with this person that I care about. Um, I, I didn't know. You know what I mean? And remember, Tyson chose Bray because she trusted Bray's judgment. She trusted him to do the best thing he could with the antidote formula. That's why she picked him above everybody. She knew Bray is a good person at heart who usually has the most noble intentions. And he doesn't always act on them, but he does have them. And so to see Danny immediately jump on board, like a, a chupacabra on top of him. Yeah. To try and suck the formula out of him or use it to steer him any way she wants. If I were Tyson, I would want to sever that relationship quickly. But, you know, I think she's subtle about it. She's just like, okay, um, you know, she finds a way to make sure he can't go see Danny to stay with her. And yeah. I totally agree. I get why she doesn't want Danny's influence on him. She does. She believes Bray's a good person and that he wouldn't use this antidote in a terrible way or to try to control everybody in the city. And here's Danny straight up saying that's what she wants to do. Yes. I'd be like, you need to stay in here. We still need to work on some stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so again, that's just my take, but I'm being, I admit my bias because I don't agree with what Danny's doing at all. And yeah, I'd be like, you don't get to play with her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's my defense. So <sighs> go ahead. It's fine. You guys don't have to agree. I just, I put it out there. Go on, Lance. This one's for you. So I was going to say, no, just all the, all the flirting that comes later on, you, you think it's all, she's trying to keep, mm -hmm. trying to look out for Bray? Uh, no, I don't think that's because she's trying to necessarily look out for him, but I think that's a way that she thinks she can keep him there. Okay? Like, I feel She like, knows that's a way she can control Exactly. Man. Like, I Did feel like she Did you guys ever thinks, consider, though, it might have been genuine between them? Like, they were enjoying themselves? Bray has no like friends. Tyson like has I no said, friends. The Maybe first time around, absolutely. And I loved it. I thought it was cute. I enjoyed it, you know? But now I'm like, Tyson, you are evil. You guys just don't like Tyson <laughs> anyway. So you read into everything she does as evil and nefarious. But for me, I don't see her as evil. So when I see it, even now, I still think there's something pretty lighthearted and sweet about these two being able to be well, it, just, just like chill and have a fun yeah, time. Yeah, no, it is. Because for Bray, for Bray, it may not even be flirting. That may just be he's right. Playful, I don't playful, you know, sexual like or romantic. I don't. I really wait, don't. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Grabbing him by the chin, staring into his eyes like. <laughs> I didn't say. I said Tyson is definitely. Even that that was, that, yeah. Okay. I thought, first, we, had, I thought we established are, that Bray was definitely naive when it exactly came to girls. He is that. You guys foolish. did that. Okay. Also, Tyson is that intimate with everyone. Yes. Tyson has no respect for personal space. No. She doesn't think of it as sexual. She will that touch you, bubble. grab you, and look. No, you know. No, no, no. No, no, no. He's never Not like, without. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, that was pointed, and that was very specific <laughs> to Bray. Sorry. Just Bray put his Sorry. arm around Ebony with Amber right there. I mean. Yeah, he's an idiot. Absolutely, he's dumb. I thought you guys, <laughs> you guys established that while yeah, I was trying to yeah, defend he's, him. He's, he's I'm not talking dumb. about me. I'm talking about Tyson here. No, free. yeah, no. Tyson is absolutely, absolutely trying to use her wily ways. You know. Yeah, yeah I'm not talking about Bray. Yeah, I'm talking about Tyson. To keep him, to keep him where he's at. Because she feels like, okay, maybe there is something with Danny and, and, and Bray. Danny's constantly hanging around him. Everybody's not stupid, you know. Um, so she's going to, if he needs a female, you know, have fun with, then yeah, she's then there. She'd, she'd rather have it be her. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's definitely, 
I don't agree with you guys, but I will throw you a bone. I will throw some <laughs> concession, okay? I don't agree that anything Tyson is doing is nefarious or evil or for some bad reason, okay? I still think she's looking out for her tribe leader mm-hmm. for something she considers a bad influence. And I don't agree that she's trying to get him into bed. I don't. But... <laughs> She no, tries to get everyone I know into she bed. doesn't, and I won't stand, but don't slut shame her. Okay? Don't you dare. Um, <laughs> don't you dare. Um, I, I will give you this concession. She certainly does think that being charming and agreeable helps with Bray wanting to spend time with her. But that doesn't mean she's being romantic. That's, uh, okay. that's the only concession I'm giving you. No, yeah, okay. And maybe that's kind of what I mean. Like, I don't think she's like, okay, I'm going to jump his bones or I'm going to try to get him to, you know, sleep with me or this or that. But she's being friendly. She's, you know, like, they're having fun. And so long as, so long as he is, if that's what he wants is someone to be playful with or whatever. He needs a friend. I need a friend. Maybe I can be a better person and people would actually want to spend time with me. Like, she's definitely using, you know, that to her advantage for Mm -hmm. sure. Absolutely. I'll give you that, but there is a difference between using your charm and being sexual. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's using her charm. Yeah. I use my charm to get you guys to agree with me all the time. (laughs) Now we know. Not in that way. No, I don't. Sorry, you're still conflating it with a sexual thing, and I'm sorry, Sabine. I don't agree. As part of her personality, as part of who she is. She, I know. I was going to refer us back, you know, to you back to Lex. That's not a bad thing. It's just it's just uh, part of her persona. Right. Um, yeah, that's she, what. Yeah, but the way she uses it, I just it, don't think that's what she's about. doing here. I'm sorry, um, because when Tyson does hey, use we're, we're, we're come back to this wild, in the next episodes when we see her turn it up, so we'll, we'll come back to this. Oh no, this. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> sorry, I just agree to disagree on this one. Oh, wait, we will come back to this because I think it's a couple of episodes we see her. Um, okay, okay, yes, Bray, this, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> because yeah, there, there was a a lot of speculation about whether they would become a couple. Let's, let's, talk about I... it, let's talk about that. If if Danny wasn't in the picture, would you have liked Ty San and Bray to have gotten together? It depends. Like I thought it was kind of cute. Like I thought maybe he could like I the the balance. I know I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like in that moment, the first I, time around, I thought it yeah, was... that's what I mean. In the first time around, I was like, okay, well this this wouldn't be too bad, you know. But I feel like I was still rooting for. Lex and Tysan at that point. Mm. Um, I see. First time around, I was rooting for Lex with, well, yeah, sorry. I was rooting for Bray to be with, well, anyone who wasn't Celine or Ebony. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't want him with Danny. Like, I didn't like the Danny Bray situation. Um, Bray and Tysan, I don't know. It might have been, it, I don't know. It could have been something. It could have been something. Like, because he definitely is for rules and regulations, you know, like he's definitely like there needs to be mm-hmm. some order, you know, whereas Danny takes it too far. She's too authoritarian about it, you know, and Tysan, like she's not, she's too lax. So like Bray's that balance and Bray and Tysan know each other, I guess. Yeah, but so that might have, that might have been one of my, my factors too, you know, whereas Danny just came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. But it, it would have been interesting for sure. Yeah, like, and they both definitely have that, you know, like loner type of, you know, mentality where they do mm-hmm. best alone. And it could have been, it could have been something. I do like the, I think there's some good arguments for and against mm-hmm. them. You know what I mean? Like, on some scenes, they have really great chemistry. And I think that's what makes those scenes. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. It's possible that the writers just really enjoyed seeing these two together, so they played it up even more, um, which I totally get, you know. Uh, Tyson and Bray do look really good in these episodes. They're good scenes. The actors are doing great with each other. Mm -hmm, And it's definitely way more chemistry than Dwayne had with Ella, you know, um, who's supposed to be the love interest. And it's just like, it just feels like you're shoving food down my throat that I don't want, you know. Um, Yeah. So it, it definitely shows a contrast to how he is with Danny and how he is with Tysan. I can say that I'm, I, I don't really shit Bray with anybody too much other than Trudy, but I wasn't thinking that oh. at this time. And, uh, so, you know, I wasn't like, I didn't care if he, who he ended up with, but, um, I really wanted Bray to have a friend 
So mm-hmm. that was what I loved about these scenes because it was like, wow, Bray's actually talking to someone and being able to be jovial and have a good time. I'm like, when have I ever seen him do this? You know, laugh with yeah. someone. It, it was like when I saw Amber with Sasha, like, oh my gosh, look how he makes her feel. It's so lighthearted and lovely and this character never gets that. And season two, Bray never gets this ever, you right. know. That was really, I love their chemistry. But at the same time, there's parts of me where I'm just like, yeah, they, they have a lot in common. Bray is one of the few people who respects her. She respects him. They don't agree, but again, that respect is there. Like, yeah. we have different thoughts on how things should be handled, but we can talk it out like mature adults. And I do like that about the two of them. Um, but I do think they might be almost too similar to have a balanced relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, they both are loners. They both retreat. They both keep their distance from people, which could be how difficult in their emotional intimacy that they're oh, yeah. like, they don't, they wouldn't seek each other out for comfort or to deal with a conflict. Their instinct would be to pull away to protect themselves. Um, I do think Tyson does better with someone where they are almost the opposite of her. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like them together. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not gagging for it. I can see why. I Just be friends. You guys would be awesome besties. Let's just make a movie about you on your road trip. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be great. <laughs> I don't need them to be together. They're super cute. They're both right. hot. Like, yeah. they look good together. <laughs> Absolutely. So that leads us to our final thoughts of the episode. So after another day at the farm, Dow decides to stay the night in order to make an early start the next day. But on his way to bed, he's suddenly confronted by the Chosen. So yeah, um, Penna, what do you make of that final cliffhanger? Poor Dow. They're coming for other members of the mm-hmm. tribe. They're dead. They're gone. I felt bad for him so bad. I really wondered what they were going to do to yeah. him. Were they just going to take him and Dow would end up being a slave once again? Yeah, I definitely wondered that too. Yeah. Uh, you know? It's interesting. It's not the step I thought they would take, which also makes the chosen really fun because they're hard to predict. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they took the baby. And like, mm-hmm. okay, they took the baby because of Zoot and stuff. So who's the most logical choice to come after? Dow is not what would have come to mind for me. No. Um, but then when you realize their strategy and like what the chosen are doing and how they're going for the easy pickings first, mm-hmm. you know, like Dallas separated from the group. They've been spying on this group. They recognize when they can grab someone, when they can't. So at the end of the day, it does make sense. But at the time I was just like, why mm-hmm. Dal? <laughs> what do you want with him? Yeah. 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 At first I was, I wasn't exactly sure if it was about Dal. My first thought was, okay, so they're going to take over the farm. Because, well, that's where the food comes from. Yeah, I just, my question was, why Dal? Unless they're going to use him to somehow get inside the mall. Because, again, when you look back at how they got Brady, they were spying on the mall, and clearly Brady was the objective. How do we get inside and get her? But every time they were at the entrance or spying on the mall rats, Bob would suss them out. You know what yeah. I mean? And they were clearly waiting to see if the baby ever came out or if there was a way they could get in. And then they finally figured out they could get into the sewers. And I think that's why they came into the sewers. The objective was to try and find the baby and sneak her out of the mall. But then they overhear that, oh, they're taking the baby out. This isn't necessary. Just follow wherever they go and then take the baby. So, like, it's like, okay, what are they going to do with Dal? Is he another way to get inside the mall? What do they, are they, is that, you know what I mean? Like, what's their goal? Like, why do you need him if you already got the person you wanted? Very intriguing. Nice mystery. Yes, it is. I can't say if I was really worried about Dal, though. I was. <laughs> Sorry, Dal. <laughs> A poor guy. Poor farmer. Sorry, Dal. Dale. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't feel anything for him personally. Oh. I'm sorry. That's so bad. I find it funny. They waited until the girls left with Bob. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they waited until Bob wasn't there to get Yes. Them yes they I did. Love, I love those little nuggets of how clever the Chosen are in this season. But it's a nice highlight because um, now them going after Dal makes you like, it's like, okay, it's not enough that they have Brady. That wasn't, that's not their ultimate goal. So I feel like, are they, is it of the mall rats their target? Like in general, but then again, like yeah. why would they wait for the girls? Why would they go just for Dal? You know, what does Dal know that they'd want? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just, it brings up a lot of questions and you're just sitting there trying to figure them out. And yeah, yeah. because they're not after the, 
after the end. Right. So what yeah. the heck is Dow But they do like to they do like to strike fear in people's hearts. They do. You know, they're there and they're scary and beware. They're forced to be reckoned with. And they like showing that off. It's true. I mean, part of getting people to join you is either by bribing them or making them think that joining you is safer for them than not joining you. You know, so causing fear like this. Yeah, I, I can understand why Jaffa's doing that. Because they can show up anywhere. That is creepy. You're safe nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Super creepy the way they show up. It really up. is. This is Dell's haven. He's been feeling right. safe at the farm to the point where he's willing to stay there. Even when it doesn't seem like there's anyone else there. And he's happily there. Mm -hmm. He's so comfy and secure. And they set it up too, you know, when he says, no, I'm just going to stay the night. Well, aren't you worried? No, we're a mall rat, you know? Like, we're a protected species. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it definitely is, is setting it up to show that the mall rats are not infallible and they're not untouchable. And here we go. They're ignoring all the signs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, just bringing Jaffa knocking on the farm door. And Dal's just like, what the frick? At this, this time of day? And opens it. And he's just like, can I have a word with you at your lord and savior? <laughs> <laughs> lord and savior. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Cool. So that brings Series 2, Episode 11 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in a future episode of Conversation League Mountain, you can send us a form over on our website or send us a message on our Facebook page. Um, so yeah, we'll see you next time for episode 12. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.